Hey agents, welcome back to Cash Call, the only podcast where you get real coaching on actual real estate calls and conversations by agents and ISAs just like you. Today, your hosts, Dale Archdeacon of Smart Inside Sales and Brian Curtis of Creative Coaching review your calls, what went well, what areas need work, and discuss strategies for improving your conversion rates. Come on in, everybody. It's, we're getting started here for Cash Call. I'm sitting outside, don't worry. Uh, just thought I'd take advantage of the amazing temperature outside today and enjoy a fire pit. So come on in, take a seat around the circle here, and we'll get things rolling. Yep, Dale's going to give us his fire here in a second. You know, we'll just all enjoy it with him vicariously. <laughs> so, I, I have no fire. It's uh, it is cold here though. I woke up to snow and like twenty five degrees. So I guess uh, I can't complain. It was seventy two on Sunday. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. All so, right. So as Dale gets this set up, I just want to remind everybody, we've added a Q&A session at the end. So if you guys have questions, it doesn't have to be about specifically what uh, Dale and I talk about, but you know, if it's about communication, if it's about scripting, if it's about how to conversion, anything that has to do with talking to people, you know, feel free to put that in the Q&A or in the chat and uh, we will get all those questions answered at the end. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first with your calls for this afternoon, Dale? Yeah, sure. That sounds good. All right, cool. So, um, you know, this call that uh, that I pulled for today is a uh, it's an ISA, and you know, it's like one of those crazy things. And I don't know that, you know, I don't know if you ever train on this stuff, but like, what do you do when somebody's in crisis, or what do you do when somebody's recently had a loss, or what do you do, you know, when somebody has recently gone through a divorce or got robbed or whatever the crazy stuff is that they say because. You know, if you're if you're working leads, if you're talking to strangers, if you talk to enough strangers, you are going to run across crazy scenarios, right? Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like this one, I, this is a really good example of what this ISA did, and I think that we can use it as a training point. Perfect. So I'll go ahead and play this. And if you have any issues with my sound, let me know, Brian, because I'm not using a headset out here. Okay. Hello. Hello, Jill. It's Matt Brady and Warner Real Estate on a recorded line. How are you doing today? Who is this? It's Melissa. To repeat Real Estate. I was calling regarding your inquiry online for a property at 22779 Brookstone Court. Did you want to take a look at that property? What town is that in? I believe it's in Frankfurt, Illinois. Um, yes, I did, but I can't until I have a wake and a funeral. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear. I'm so sorry to hear that. When would be um when would you like to schedule it? Um She just moves right on, right? Yeah, sorry that seven people you know died. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry that you had a wake and a funeral. When would that be over? Do you want to like go straight from? Do you want to go straight from the cemetery, or maybe the next day? How do we work this out? Yeah, um, maybe a little bit more empathy right there might be uh, might be appropriate. Maybe right there, but I don't think she did anything wrong. Right? She didn't no. labor over it. She didn't get stuck in it. She didn't give up because, listen, I've heard other agents in ISAs who are like, oh, my God, you must be having such a hard time. Or, 
let me not bother you. When, when else can we talk and just like bail out of the conversation, right? She did. Yeah. And I do appreciate that. You can see this conversation is five minutes, 49 seconds long. So it's obviously going to continue forward. But, you know, one of the things that you might say in this, I'm so sorry for your loss. Is this a good time for us to talk or would there be a better time for me to call you back? That might be acceptable. Um, you know, uh, as well, uh, clearly it's not required because this person went through. So I'd love to hear what happens because I haven't listened to this. So that's uh, that'd yeah. be interesting for sure. Either for. She was literally thinking about when a better time would be. This weekend or for maybe Monday. So all of this is done. Okay, and with it, um, do you want to just shoot for Monday, just so you can kind of yes, have, please. okay. Um, what's a good time for you Monday? Um, in the afternoon would be good. Monday afternoon at, at, at what time? Um, anytime in the afternoon that you have open. Okay. Are there other properties that you would like to take a look at, Jill? Um, I have not looked through them because of. I um, totally understand. Yep. Um, okay. And um, uh, can you tell me what you liked about this particular property? I'm looking for. She's just soldiering right on through. Where I like the. Um, like the land. Okay. Okay. And um, as far as bedrooms and baths, what are you looking for? Um, that I'm not really. I'm going to skip forward. Well, actually, the juicy part might be coming up real soon. Really sure, because I'm um, getting a divorce. So I'm coming from a six bedroom, five bath house. So. Ah, okay. I'm sorry to hear that, and I totally oh, understand. Oh no, I'm not sorry. <laughs> oh, well, I totally understand the that with Ellen. <laughs> downsizing. Okay. Um. Awesome. Okay. And uh, do you have to sell before you purchase? No. Awesome. Okay. And um, are you looking in particular uh, area, or just in uh, in Frankfurt, or open to other areas as well? Um. So just remember what she said. I'm getting a divorce, and I'm assuming the divorce is after the funeral and wake. Maybe. <laughs> She's just getting it all knocked out. Or maybe she was going to kill the husband, and then there will be a funeral and wake. And she, or, she just divulged this information. Yeah, seriously. She just admitted she was going to kill her husband. Excellent. <laughs> like um, Manhattan. So remember what she said. Manhattan. Blackport. Okay. Okay. And you're looking for a single family home, correct? Um, either single family home, townhouse, or a condo. Okay. Um, do you have a budget in mind? No, not at this time. I really don't. I'm just starting back out. So I don't need anything too extravagant. Got it. Yep. And as far as uh, paying, are, are you looking to get a loan or looking to pay cash? Um, that I'm not sure yet because I will be moving with my um, 
boyfriend. Okay. But I've been separated from my husband for 12 years, but living in the same house. So. Got it. Okay. Did you? Like, it gets better. So the ISA is like, is somebody messing with me? What is going on here? So she's moving with her boyfriend because uh, her her soon-to-be ex-husband and boyfriend have been living together for the last 12 years. So clearly, you know, they need more space. And uh, it's it's time to move on now. Well, and let me just say this, and I, and I think it's super important. I love that this ISA is not phased by anything. It's just straight just down like the bam, 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 bam. I might suggest a slight amount more empathy, but as far as like, she's like, I got a job to do, and I'm going to ask you these discovery questions until you hang up on me. And uh, I actually really appreciate that because, to your point, so many people would get way off track, not know what to do, freak out, and just like, well, I'll call you in a month. Okay, click. <laughs> This woman wants to move. She wants to get on with her life. God bless her. So uh, uh, great, great job. After the funeral, after the wake and funeral, though. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. so mm-hmm. so that, that was pretty much it. I just wanted to demonstrate that because, like I said, I've heard many times where people get like, you know, messed up over uh, people saying that they have some kind of issue going on in their home life or family or whatever it may be. And, you know, my general rule for that stuff is if someone is. If someone says to me clearly, hey, I can't continue with this conversation or I don't feel comfortable, I have to go, I can't do this right now. Okay, totally get it, right? Absolutely. Or if they're like choked up and trying to make out words between their sobs, I'm going to let them go, right? Yeah. But if somebody says, hey, I have this thing going on and I say, well, I'm really sorry to hear that, right? You said maybe ask them if now is a good time to talk. I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, my general rule is, Hey, I'm really sorry to hear that. And, uh, you know, I, I wish the best for you and your family. And then I'm going to move on to my next question. And if someone doesn't feel comfortable talking to me, or if they don't feel comfortable talking to an ISA or agent, they're going to stop you, right? They're going to tell you, or you're going to get that kind of like uncomfortable, weird answer or forced answer thing where you can really tell that somebody does not want to talk to you at all. In which case, I think you could just come back around and say, hey, it sounds like now it's not a good time and uh, we can pick this up another time. Yeah, I'll call you next week. You know, I understand you got a lot of stuff going on. And and and, and again, I, what Dale, I'm going to reiterate what he said. He's trying to read the client. Like if the person, you know, is just got nothing to give you right now, you know, then just be respectful of that. Cause it's not someone who's blowing you off. It's someone who's going through a bad time. You know, right. we're getting divorced and we're having, you know, clearly the divorce doesn't bother her. She's happy about it, but you know, we're going through a divorce and we're also just had a, a family member, a friend, somebody significant die. So um, that's pretty significant. Those are two of the most major life events that people go through and she's going through them simultaneously. So, you know, it, it could be a fun client to deal with. Thank God she has a boyfriend. Thank God she has a boyfriend. They'll forget yeah. through. You are ready to reach your peak and grow your team. We know it. And that's exactly why we created the Smart Inside Sales ISA Ascend program. Just as every great rock climber needs a belayer to manage their rope and help guide them to the best route to the top, ISA Ascend is designed to take you from free hire to leader of an accomplished ISA department efficiently and safely. It all starts by gearing up as our expert coaches help you prep your business for a productive ISA department before coaching you through all of the best practices for recruiting and hiring. 
once you've got that offer letter signed, it's on to targeted training for both your beginner ISA hire and specific leadership group training for you where your coaching will continue, guiding you through all of the unique challenges and triumphs that come your way when you've got a new ISA. ISA Ascend is what you've been waiting for, so let's clip in and start your climb. Check out smartinsidesales.com slash ISA dash ascend to reach your peak. That's smartinsidesales.com slash ISA dash ascend to get your business to its greatest heights with ISA Ascend from Smart Inside Sales. Uh, all right, everybody listening, just a reminder, if you guys have questions about objections, uh, scripts, anything like that, dealing with lead conversion, what do I do if I'm getting ghosted, et cetera, et cetera, chat those in or put them in the Q&A. We'll hit them up at the end of this session. Perfect. All right. Well, I'm going to play a quick call. Um, this call's only three minutes long, so it's not uh, it's not a ton of meat in it, but there's some good opportunities here that get missed and uh, just want to show people that just it's, it's a good it's a good call to listen to. So, all right. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me, Dale. Hi, I just Bill connected me to you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, you inquired about a property at 916 South Lafayette Street in Rogers? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll get that looked up here. I just have some questions to help me do my job a little better. Can you pause it? I want to talk about mirror and matching. He's not mirroring and matching her, right? She was like, no. Very Woo! high energy, <laughs> and she could hear the confusion. She wants to be, she wants to be validated that she's doing the right thing and in the right spot, right? Absolutely. And he's just like, "Yep, you found the department, right?" Right, and and, and that's one of the, I love that Dale brought that up because so often when I listen to phone calls, that's what we miss, and especially like I know this agent, and and he's he's a low energy guy. Like he's not a, he's a good agent, but he's not going to do anything super fast. But remember the number one way to build rapport is to mirror and match people. That's the simple, it's easiest and fastest way. And, and again, I can't do it with my hands. Do you, <laughs> you heard how her energy came down when she, yes. when his energy was low, right? Yeah. She almost sounds a little bit disappointed that he's the one she's talking to, honestly. Uh, if, if you listen to just the energies and what happened, right. Uh, you know, so it, it, it literally does make an impact. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. This is who I am. Deal with me. And that's great. If you're in a relationship with somebody, friends, family, whatever. Yeah. They need to deal that's with the you. golden rule. That's the golden rule, Brian. If you have the gold, you can be any way you want. Right. If you need somebody's gold, you need to be like that. Yes. So, um, yeah, step one, you know, is build rapport of my, of my four-step process. And that is all about like every person, if, if you want to just take your conversion rate and maybe even double it, if you're not, if it's not super, if your conversion rate's already high, you're not going to double it. But, you know, this is a really an opportunity to double your conversion rate. Step one, the second they talk, figure out what you're going to do, mirror and match. And I would say yeah. this, as a rule, come with more energy than less energy. Before, like if you're first, like, hey, this is Brian with Curtis Realty Group. Don't call somebody and go, hey, this is Brian with Curtis Realty Group, and uh, <laughs> right. I'm really bored to talk to you. But my broker makes me make phone calls. Right. You know. <laughs> so err so, on the side of energy versus absolutely. Energy. Uh, absolutely. So Jennifer Jennifer Malonis chatted in. He needed to introduce himself and let her know that Zillow transferred her because he is a premier e agent for Zillow and he's going to take care of her. Yes, absolutely agreed, Jennifer. A little bit more explanation on his part. 
hey, you've got the right place. You're in the right spot. Congratulations, right? I'm happy to talk to you. Zillow put you in touch with me so I can get you taken care of. Yes, and let me just say this. I There was seven seconds of this phone call that I didn't play because it's easier than me hitting the mute button like Dale. Dale's better at that than I am. So he did say a little bit of that, but I agree. That's a perfect intro. Hey, this is Brian Curtis. Zillow connected us. How can I help? You know, that type of thing. So, and actually, those of you who are Zillow Premier agents, Zillow trains this. They go for the appointment immediately. That's their training. Like, hey, this is Brian with Curtis Realty Group. I noticed you make an inquiry about 916 Main Street or whatever it was. When would you like to see the house? Like, they expect you to be that aggressive. Take that for what it's worth. So, I like it to be a little bit less aggressive than that, but I'm going to hit play here. Uh, what kind of time frame are you looking at moving? Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow yeah <laughs> i know that's not possible but <laughs> i mean okay. immediately looking... okay all right is it just you or do you have are you married kids anybody gonna be I living have, with you i have kids i have a husband okay all right are you guys from the rogers area uh right now we live in centerton okay all right, I got this house pulled up here. It said you were wanting to see it tomorrow at noon. Yeah, it said that video chat thing. I don't know, is that possible? I could do I could do a, a video tour with you. Do you have an iPhone by chance? I do. Okay, I could do a FaceTime if that would work for you. Yes, only because okay. I I just started. Well, I've been I just started a new job a month ago, so I. I'm not trying to mess things up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you, I mean, if you wanted to see it after work, I could do that too. So I like that he gave her an option to say, hey, look, I'll, I can be available when you're available. I understand that you're working during the day. I thought that was a really good thing that he did there. Um, I just kind of wanted to point that out, like solve people's problems. Like that's what we get paid for. We don't get paid to open doors. We get paid to solve problems. So I, I appreciate that he did that there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, like I wouldn't be able to do that until probably Friday and it probably wouldn't be until about like 6.30 at night because I, like I, I work in Lowell, but like I said, we live in Centerton, so it takes me over, it takes me an hour to get home, to get my kids and then I would have to backtrack. Okay. So. All right. Is a, is a good callback from you, number for you, 908-528-2265? Can you pause that? Yes. Okay. I think when she just talked about that pain point, right? I work an hour away from where I live, right? I want to move closer to where I work, which is what I believe she's trying to do, correct? I got to go back over here to get my kids. It's really an imposition for me to be able to go back and forth and look at these houses. I might just blow a little, uh, a little bit of air onto that ember of pain, right? And say, oh, listen, I totally get it. I know how difficult it can be to live so far from work. Don't worry, we're gonna get you fixed up on your schedule, be able to make this work for you so you can get you and your family moved closer to where you need to be. Like, just take that moment, that little, that little sales opportunity to drive it home farther that she wants to work with us and that we're going to fix the pain for her. Right. And you know, the biggest, and by the way, every sales is, every sale is a solution to a problem, right? 
Sometimes it's a little problem. Sometimes it's a big problem, but that's exactly what you're saying is, Hey, by the way, I'm going to help you solve your problem. I'm here for you. I'm servicing yeah. you. And, and that's, I just, you know, I heard the pain. Mm-hmm. Don't miss the opportunity to, to, to say that you understand, to be empathetic. And then to, to Dale's point, remind them of the pain a little bit, because <laughs> that's, that's, that's what people do. Like people take action for two reasons, pain or pleasure. Right. I mean, I don't know if you, you know, I love to say this, Brian, like when I'm doing sales training, I'm like, listen, get them to show you where the bullet wound is and then put your finger in it when you need to, right? Be like, <laughs> remember that bullet wound right there? That hurts. Yep. Perfect. All right. I'm going to play just a little bit more of this because there's an important thing that should be done differently. And I think I want to make sure we get it pointed out. All right, Daniel, I'll tell you what. Let me get with my wife real quick. She is actually a real estate agent as well. And I know we have some showings going tomorrow. Okay. Um, let me check with her and see what our availability is. And okay. I will shoot you a text from my personal number just so you have it. And okay. I will confirm with you if I can do noon. Okay. If not, okay. I mean, just let me know. I could take my lunch hour whenever whenever I need to, if you don't mind okay. me eating on the phone. <laughs> no, that's perfectly fine. Okay. All yeah. right, Daniela, I will talk, talk with you very shortly, like, and uh, I look forward to helping you find that house that you're ready to move into tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk right. soon. All right. So that's the end of it. Did, did you see the part that I don't like? The part I didn't like was your ability to see that is going to be dependent on my schedule. That's the only part that I didn't like. What, that's what, what I didn't like either. Set the appointment. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. She said she wanted to do it at noon. Now, luckily, and if you if you don't know what your schedule is, say, perfect, let's schedule it for noon. And then I will check the availability of the seller. We may not be able to do it at noon. And if, if not, then I will call you back and, and we'll figure out a time that works for both of us. Yeah. But don't make it. I'm too damn busy to help you. Right. Because that's what I heard. Yeah. And because the lead is saying, listen, I've got a tight life. I, I live and work an hour apart from each other. I have kids. I have a new job I can't screw around on. You know, I'll try to, I'm going to, I'm going to squeeze this into my one hour a day when I, you know, I get a break from work. And he's like, well, you know, I'll see if I can get you in there based on, on whether I'm busy or not. So I just, right. again, I didn't like the way that he presented it. Is that the way it goes? Absolutely. Is that true? Absolutely. Don't tell, we don't need to tell her that though. Right. There's, there's multiple ways to solve that problem. Right. Yeah. So, Hey, by the way, and again, I can blame it on the seller. You know, this is an occupied property potentially. I haven't looked, but Hey, this, unfortunately the seller wasn't available at noon. What other times do you have? You know, and you or, know, yeah. listen, another solution sometimes is depending on the relationships you have in your market, worst case scenario, we reach out to the listing agent be like, Hey, my, this is a really hot buyer. They want to get in there. I can't do it for X, Y, and Z reasons. Would you be comfortable like taking them through? Uh, like that would be one of the, you know, that's like one of the last ditch efforts. Yeah, there's, I, I, let me say this. There's about four steps I can get to before I get to that, I mean, personally. <laughs> yeah. So for example, on our team, we have a showing partner. Actually, we have two showing partners. So go. pay somebody to go show the house for you. If neither of those people are available, we also have 30 other agents at our brokerage call one of them and ask them to show it for you. And then absolutely, if there's no other opportunity, then say, hey, unfortunately, um, um, there's no availability at that time. You don't say I'm not available at that time, but there's no availability to see the house at that time. You know, I could, I, I talked to the seller. I talk, you know, we can do anytime between one and three to any of those times work for you. So, you know, work inside that, but yeah, come, you know, it's kind of like default. A lot of people's default in life is no. 
as a real estate agent, as a salesperson, your default should be yes. And, and that's a that's a great lesson, uh, Brian. Some of the most amazing salespeople I've ever met, yes, everything. Some of the best salespeople, like I said, can even say no to you, but it still sounds like a yes. And you're like, I feel happy and great. And they're like, wait a minute, was that a yes or a no? I'm pretty, I don't think that's going to happen, but I feel so good about it. That's great. Yeah. And, and I think that's really the key. Now, there are times, and I, let me let me just say this. I always say my default is yes. But if somebody asks you a ridiculous question like, hey, would it be okay if I write offers on four different houses simultaneously? And that way, I'll, I'll probably get one of them. There's an opportunity to say no. You know, there's, there's an opportunity, opportunity, you know. And, and, let's and, talk about how, let's talk about how the yes person would answer that. Okay. Okay, I'll, sure. I'll practice. I'll practice. All right. So Brian, you asked me what you just asked me. You're, you're, hey, you're hey. a lead who wants a deal, right? And is kind of not really sure how things go. Yeah. I'm worried that I'm not going to, you know, I've written offers and I've gotten, you know, houses have gone away and I, you know, that, that's multiple offer things. So, Hey Dale, so I've written a bunch of offers on houses and what my new approach is I want, uh, there's four houses that I'd be willing to buy in this market right now. I know you've shown me those houses. I want to write an offer on all four of them. And then hopefully at least one of them will get accepted. Does that seem like a good idea to you? I think it makes a lot of sense to hedge your bets. And yes, we can absolutely write offers on all of those houses. How many of them can you close on at the same time if they get accepted? Oh, well, I, I'm only buying one house. I mean, I'm not made of money. Okay, got it. Okay, here's what we do then. We do it one at a time, just in case you win, all right? Because we have to be able to buy the house you win on. Oh, okay. So I just said no, but it all sounded like yes. It did. Absolutely. You know, and, and you could even, you could tweak that a bunch of different ways, but again, Dale didn't sell him. No, you're an idiot, <laughs> you know, because that's, you know, that's, we have a tendency to do with salespeople like um, follow the no. And as Jennifer said, that was brilliant. And I agree. So, you know, ask the next question. So, and if somebody says to you, I want to write an offer on four houses, what did Dale say? Well, you know, you own four houses at the same time. What, out of curiosity, what are you going to do if all four get accepted? would be another question along those lines. Yeah, we can do it. Well, I, okay. So, you know, maybe that's not the best approach. What if we did this? What if I wrote up all four offers and we submitted the first one and then the second we found out about that one, I can literally submit the next offer and the next offer. So we'll be very prepared and ready to go, go if and when, you know, that's and a yes. what are you doing? You're, that was yeah, so it's no. another kind of yes. Yeah, it's it's a it's a yes no. I think we just right. uh, we just we just termed a new uh, coined a new term. It's a yes no. Yeah, so, exactly. but but so many agents do this, and you know, it's funny because lab coats. You know, we're sponsored by lab coats, at least in part. And I see this all the time when people put objections up on lab coats. Step one of their objection handling is to tell the person they're wrong. Okay, <laughs> if you don't learn anything else from cash call, step one of ejection handling is to acknowledge and to be understanding and empathetic. It's not to be you're a moron, because yeah. whether you whether you believe that they're a moron or not, when you sit when somebody says, "Can I write an offer on four houses?" Absolutely not. Whoa, okay, let me tell you why that's dumb. Well, all I just did is call Dale dumb. How about yeah, we can do that, but let's take a look at how the the effect of that's going to have and decide if that's plan for you or not. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, and, that's, that's one of the principles yeah. we teach is make them right no matter what. And in parentheses, stupid thing comes out of their mouth. Yeah. Because they already think they're right. They wouldn't have said it if they didn't think they were right or if they didn't think it was valid. Most people don't walk around saying things they think are asinine or ignorant, right? No. The crazy yeah. things that come out of their mouths, the crazy opinions they have, 
they think they're right or validated in doing that, right? Or thinking that. Yeah. And so you just have to meet them where they're at and like turn them around slowly like a cow or something, you know? It's it's a cruise ship. It doesn't turn on a dime. So yeah, it's like it's making a U-turn in a battleship. It doesn't go quick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I wanna, yeah. we have a we have a question here. Sorry from Lori. Are you done with Perfect. that? Or do you want? Yeah, to no, it? it's good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because we we're over time, and I want to make sure we get to, we honor the fact that somebody chatted in a question. So Lori wrote, "Hi, I am an ISO and wonder what to do when the lead no shows for the appointment with the agent. I have several cases where they answer my call and make appointments, but no show for the agent repeatedly." Got a process if you want. Go, Brian, so, go, go with your process. Assume I'm, I'm going to make an assumption here that I have, as the agent, I've got the, the buyer's contact information. So I will, I'm going to take a step back. When the ISA passes the lead, hopefully there's the three-way text between the buyer or the, the client, the agent, and the ISA. So they're doing an introduction. So now we're, we're communicating because it's different. Like, I don't know Brian because I didn't talk to Brian. I talked to Dale. He's the inside sales guy. I didn't talk to Brian. I don't know him. I don't feel as bad no showing Brian because I've never even talked to him. So that's step one. Make sure that you're passing that in a way that makes sense so that we can communicate all, all those people. Yes, always a text intro to confirm the appointment. Okay, perfect. So do that. Secondly, the agent, in my opinion, because again, they have no rapport with them, they should send a video text. Hey, Dale, this is Brian. I know you didn't get a chance to talk to me. I'm really looking forward to meeting you. Now you know what I look like. I'll see you at 123 Main Street on Tuesday, whatever the case may be. Thirdly, when they no show you, send another video text with the address in the back. Hey, Dale, it's Brian. I'm sure something came up. You know, life happens all the time, but I'm here at 123 Main Street. I'm going to be here for another five minutes. Um, and, and so if you can make it, please give me a call. Lori, I want you to chat in. Are you talking about ghosting or no showing for a showing or no showing for a buyer consultation? That's, that because doesn't matter. Because they're both different, right? Yeah. Uh, you will get many more no-shows for a buyer consult than you'll get for an actual showing. Ghosting for buyer consult, not showing. Ah, it's kind okay. of what I thought, right? So, Lori, here's what I can tell you. Uh, if I asked you honestly, Lori, what exactly is that buyer going to get out of that buyer consult? What are they going to walk away with? What problems are they going to solve? What advantages are they going to get? What actual value would they say to you they're going to get from it? And if you can't answer that question very clearly with something more than learn about the process or know what they want so we can find them the right home, there just isn't enough value in there for that buyer to show up for the appointment. So 50% of them are just yesing you to get you off the phone and saying, yeah, I'll come to your consultation. Um, one key element that we do in our scripting when we try to improve the uh, show rate for consultations, it would sound something like this. And I'm gonna give val I'm gonna give Brian value propositions. Okay. Brian, we'd love to sit down with you on Wednesday uh, with you and your wife. We can absolutely go over the buying process. And I can show you our unique buyer advantage program where on average we're saving our buyers somewhere between 10 and 15% on their dream home and have a strategy for beating out the competition so your wife really doesn't have to cry on your shoulder when you miss that perfect home. Can we get together at, say, 6 o'clock on Wednesday? At 6 o'clock would work just fine. Okay, excellent. Now, Lori, listen to this. Excellent, Brian. Can't wait to see you. So, Brian, tell me this. What's the biggest thing you want to take away from our meeting on Wednesday? You know, I, I like the idea of potentially saving saving a bunch of money and getting the house that I need. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just... 
I, I bought a house before, but uh, I, you know, I want to know what I can do to, you know, make sure I get the best deal and get, get the house. Excellent. Okay. Now, Lori, you heard that. That is getting Brian to speak his commitment to showing up, making him think about what is he going to get out of it and be able to articulate it to me. And then here's another piece we add on. If you're meeting in an office or if you're meeting in a coffee shop, third-party location, or even if you're meeting at their home, right? Some variation of this. So Brian, our concierge team, super excited. I'm going to let them all know that you're going to be here. We're going to have a sign out there with your name so that they know who you are when you show up and you feel all warm and fuzzy and welcome. And we generally offer coffee, tea, or water to anyone who comes. And so I'm going to tell them what your order is. Would you guys, would you guys prefer coffee, tea, or water? I'll take coffee, thanks. Great, I'll let them know that you guys are coming. They'll have that set up and ready for you. Uh, so the guys just made an order for coffee that we're gonna be showing up and providing to him and other people are gonna be doing it too. So will this, will this get everyone to show up? No, it won't. But it's a couple more pieces to help flesh out those people who are just guessing you to get off the phone versus those people, if we can drive that nail home to say, hey, you said you wanted to get this. You had to think about what you were gonna get out of it. And you're gonna be disappointing more than just me, this strange salesperson. And you said you wanted coffee. We, the coffee's getting cold. I wouldn't have made it for you, right? <laughs> I like that. And then I will add again, have the agent send a video text. Hey, Dale's Brian. I know that, we, that you spoke with my, my, my associate, my partner, whatever you wanna call that person. And I really look forward to meeting you. I, I, on Tuesday at, at six o'clock. So if and you I have need a question. anything, let me know. I have a question. Sure. Why in God's name are we not conducting buyer consults in their apartment or in their homes? Why does that not happen? We do that occasionally. Yeah, you do. Pre-COVID, pre we did. Yeah. So I guess I'm speaking sort of anecdotally to the audience, but yeah. for the vast, nobody's doing that, Brian. You guys might be doing it. Virtually nobody else is doing that. They'll go on a listing appointment. To, like you wouldn't have a listing appointment outside of somebody's house, right? I wouldn't. I, there's a couple people who don't do it, but I've always, I, to me, I've got to be in the house. Like I could probably close somebody by not going to their house, but it's going to be a lower closing percentage simply because how are you going to sell my house without looking at it? You know, people love their house. So don't, you know, don't Brian, be that agent. Would you, would you ever list your home? I would never list my home with an agent who didn't actually see it, you know? No, do but I, I, do, they, yeah. do I know they can sell it without seeing? Yes, I know that. But I would still meet them. They would take a look at it and then we would list it with them. I agree. And I think that the, the, there are agents who have success not doing it. I know a couple. I really do. Um, but I don't advocate it because you better you better be really, really, really strong. And you better be the number one team in the market. You better be something that people just want to work with you right. no matter what. And, yeah. and, and again, that's maybe 1% of the country. So no, absolutely not go to those appointments. But, and when, when I say we do this, Dale, I, I let me rephrase this. We've done this in, in going to people's houses for buyer consults. It's not a standard pro process for us. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give any misconceptions there. When do you okay. ask the buyer to sign a rep agreement? Um, <laughs> this is very, that's a very interesting question. Do we want to answer that? Do we have enough time to answer that question? Yeah, go for it, Brian. 
So for me, um, a couple of things. Dale talks about value. I do the same thing. So we've got a VIP buyer program. And my thought is I go over my VIP buyer program, show them all the benefits. I've got things like love it or leave it. I've got a vendor support program. I've got four or five different values inside of there. They sign that. There is absolutely no benefit to me for them to sign it. It's no real benefit for them. I'm going to give them all the stuff on there, whether they sign it or not. What is it? It's the psychology of their signing something. I follow that immediately with, hey, by the way, I need to disclose, um, according to the real estate commission, what, who represents who in every transaction. So this is an agency agreement and it covers who represents who and it also covers compensation. So I'm just going to go over that real quick. And, and let me just say something be before I get started. I've said this prior to this. Guys, I can realistically work with five to seven buyers at any given point in time and provide them the level of service that I feel they deserve. So currently I do have some availability is that something you would be interested in working with me? Now, I haven't asked him to sign anything at that point in time, but I've used that script and like, yeah, we, we like you, we think you're good. Or, you know, yeah, we think we wanna work with you, whatever the case may be. Then I go into my VIP buyer program, then I go into the buyer rep. And full disclosure, I've sold probably 400 houses as a, as a buyer's agent without using a buyer rep. However, those are the old days. You know, when you put somebody in your car in 2006, they didn't call Zillow because Zillow didn't exist. In 2021, they're talking to seven, eight, nine, 10 agents. You can lose a client like that. And here's what buyer rep is to me. It's not to protect me from that buyer getting squirrely. It's to protect that buyer from another agent. Because if Dale calls them, one of the things he's going to ask him is, by the way, are you working with another agent? Yes, I am. Great. Have you signed any paperwork with them? Yes, I have. And then Dale and me, we're going to stop then. We're like, hey, this is not this is not a deal that I'm interested in getting involved with because I'm not crossing a sign. So that's why it's so much important, more important today than it was 15 years ago. Yeah, excellent. Good answer, Brian. Everybody, thank you for joining us for Cash Call today. Great seeing all of you out here. And uh, Brian, are we doing a Cash Call next week? I think that uh, we should take next week off. Um, you take know, it's next a, week off, everybody. It's the day before Thanksgiving. So you all enjoy. Happy Turkey Day. And uh, Thanksgiving is my favorite because I love turkey and it's about being thankful. So that's awesome. I thought you were going to sleep and sleeping on the couch. There, 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 there's a little sleeping on the couch. A little trip to fend kicks in and, you know, do that. Nice. So, all right, Dale, have a great holiday. If I don't talk before then, everybody at Cash Call the same. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Thanks for tuning in for today's Cash Call replay. Want your call to be reviewed by Dale and Brian on a future episode of Cash Call? Click on the link in the show notes to submit your call. We can't wait to support you.